0: Welcome to the Jesuit Schools Network Ignatian Inquiry podcast. The JSN seeks to be a supportive resource to our member schools, and this podcast is designed to be just that a carved out space to listen, learn, and engage with issues that matter to our collective work as Ignatian educators. We're eager to encourage a spirit of inquiry across the many layers of our work in Jesuit education. We envision our particular brand of Ignatian inquiry to be the art of inquiry as seen through our Ignatian lens, asking questions and exploring issues that matter in our schools through the frame of our shared Jesuit mission. On today's episode we'll explore the roots of catechetical accompaniment considering accompaniment as a practice of intentional relationships of guidance and companionship oriented towards growth in faith we'll delve into the findings of dr colleen cartoonus's doctoral research entitled removing our sandals before the sacred ground of the other finding the roots of catechetical accompaniment in the thought of pope francis and in the ancient and restored catechumenates Animating this learning from Dr. Cartoonis's position in campus ministry, her research brings to life the important roles educators play in faith formation of their students as they walk with them along their journey in our member schools. Dr. Colleen Cartoonis is the Assistant Director of Campus Ministry at Gonzaga College High School in Washington, D.C. She received a Ph.D. in Catechetics and Religious Education from the Catholic University of America in 2022. She received her M.A. in Theology from the University of Notre Dame and her B.A. in Pastoral Ministry from the University of Dallas. Colleen is passionate about the work of formation and has served in various roles in parishes, schools, and Catholic organizations and walked with Catholic leaders, young adults, children, and high school students in their journeys to become who God created them to be. Her work, speaking and writing, focus on Pope Francis's understanding of accompaniment and its application to addressing the needs of the church today. She is co-author of The Art of Accompaniment, Theological, Spiritual, and Practical Elements of Building a More Relational Church. Dr. Kristen Ross Cully, JSN's Director of Inquiry and New Ventures, joins us for this conversation on such an important topic. Dr. Kartunis and Dr. Cully, welcome to the podcast. How is everyone doing today?
1: Great. Thank you so much for having me.
2: I'm doing well too, Kristen. Thank you. Uh, and Colleen, I'm so grateful to you for being here. I was so thankful that I came across your research. I have learned really a great deal from it and I'm excited for our conversation today to get to share it around the JSN.
1: Yes, thank you so much.
2: So this topic of yours really fits so well with, I think, so much of what we hope for right at the start of the year in our Jesuit schools. You focused your doctoral work around Pope Francis's understanding of accompaniment and its application to addressing the needs of the church today. So in thinking about that, it's probably helpful that we start out with a definition of accompaniment, just to kind of frame the context of our conversation. So you define in your research, accompaniment as a practice of intentional relationships, of guidance and companionship, oriented towards growth and faith. I like that so much. I'm going to say it again. Accompaniment as a practice of intentional relationships of guidance and companionship oriented towards growth and faith. I think that's a good starting point for us. I'm interested as we get going here, you spent a good portion of your life uh, in researching and studying accompaniment. So you must have given some time and and some reflection to who has accompanied you in your life. So why don't we start there? Who has accompanied you?
1: Yeah, definitely. I'd say um, my kind of biggest inspiration for studying accompaniment um, comes from my own experience of my own faith life. When I was a child to probably like middle school, high school, my grandmother really accompanied me and really showed me first what this idea was, even before I think I was really like conscious of what was going on. But so often we would spend time just sitting in her room. She would sit in this really uh, comfy kind of like armchair and her room was kind of small. So I would sit on the floor and we would just spend time talking about our faith. And um, I just always remember she said to me, you know, Colleen, as much as you learn from me, I learn from you. And so I think just even coming back to when I was deciding what to study, when I was thinking about getting a doctorate, I just always recalled that relationship and how formative that was for me.
2: You have a beautiful dedication at the start of your dissertation to your grandmother, and that struck me as especially meaningful. So I really do appreciate hearing you speak about her. It it reminds me that I always find the best kind of research, or at least the research and the doctoral studies that I'm drawn to, are ones that come from such a personal place. It's, it's kind of a melding of your, your personal and professional lives. And so that is really probably the very best place to start this conversation from. I enjoyed hearing about her and it does ground uh, this bigger idea of accompaniment uh, as we get going. So aside from your personal connections, what what drew you to the topic of exploring catechistical accompaniment in a scholarly way?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So a bit of my background is um, I have had the gift of being able to work in a couple of different Catholic parishes. And in each of those parishes that I worked in, I was very focused on religious education or catechesis. And much of what I saw in those different contexts was this very good desire to really see if our efforts of faith formation were working. And, you know, are we doing things right, right? Are we teaching the kids the right things? Are we forming adults the right way? Do they know their faith? And so this really good desire. But I think this concern for, are we doing things right? And are people really knowledgeable about their faith came this over reliance on what can we measure to tell that we're doing a good job. And so I think some of the things that are most measurable in regards to faith formation sometimes are more intellectual things like do the fifth graders know the apostles creed by heart or um do the adults who are part of the RCIA process, are they aware about, you know, the different sacraments and how they affect the Christian life, um, which are very important things and are very necessary to um, being formed as a Catholic. But at the same time, there also needs to be that personal relationship with your faith, that personal um, kind of ownership of your faith. Um, I always think it's beautiful that John Paul II in um, one of his church documents on catechesis talks about catechesis as this thing that puts people um, not only in touch, but in intimacy with Christ. And so that was really, I think, What moved me to study accompaniment is this idea of how do we help people have that personal, intimate communion with Christ and not just this intellectual knowledge, but this very deep, like felt sense of relationship. Well, I
2: think that's why your work here speaks so deeply to the work of schools, Uh, You know, and and here you are now, you you kind of come with a wealth of experience in your background and parish work and and so on and your studies. And then here you are working in one of our Jesuit secondary schools, kind of putting your research to the test, so to speak, uh, in working with students. And that's the portion of it to me that really does strike deeply. Like this idea of talking about your passion around formation and accompaniment and connecting it to the focus of building relationships. And that, of course, it's something that's so special and so unique and really at the heart of our particular way of of Jesuit education. So to me, as I listen to you, that's a real point of connection for the variety of educators and school leaders that are listening to us here. So tell us about your research. Uh, we've done a little bit of a buildup here, uh, but can you walk us through what you did and then the major themes and major findings of your study?
1: Sure. So I think I'd start out by saying like there were kind of two main goals of my research. And one was just to show that accompaniment and the importance of relationships have always been present in the Catholic catechetical tradition or our tradition of making Christians, basically. And then um, also, too, that there's been a lot of people who say that this is kind of like a new fangled idea that Pope Francis has, but um, it's actually very much part of our tradition and very much at the heart of our tradition. And then I think the second um, kind of goal that I set out to accomplish is when we have this new kind of like discourse around this very traditional, so to speak, concept of accompaniment in the church's tradition, it can be easy to kind of just talk about accompaniment and not really be able to define it. And so that's something that I also set out to do was to have some characteristics or kind of basically like signposts or guideposts that would help us know, um, you know, what exactly are we talking about when we're talking about accompaniment? So those were kind of my two major goals. And how I set out to accomplish those was I studied the church's tradition of making new Christians. So I did this by looking at what we call in the, um, the field of catechesis, the baptismal catechumenate, which is basically the process by which people who are seeking to become Christian enter into the process of receiving the sacraments of initiation. So I looked all the way back to the early church in the time of St. Augustine. And um, then I also looked at the restored catechumenate or the process of becoming Christian that was sort of resurfaced by the Second Vatican Council. And so I looked at these two places. I looked at the role of the catechist in Augustine's time and how the role of the catechist really is kind of who makes or breaks this process of formation. And then I also looked at the role of the sponsor or godparent um, in the RCIA after the Second Vatican Council.
2: I like the language that you use, the tradition of making new Christians. I mean, it's very simple. Um, But it's part of what I felt like I was learning as I've read your work here. And that is just kind of a language to be able to articulate uh, so much of our hopes as Jesuit educators, right? And in in working with kids. So given all of what you have just said, uh, what what kind of are the big ideas of your work? How does it resonate now with your experience working with students and working with boys in particular at the high school level?
1: So I think... What I ended up finding from my research was that um, throughout this tradition, and especially when we're talking about what Pope Francis means by what, when he talks about or writes about accompaniment, I kind of found that there were four characteristics that usually are pretty universal to any time we're talking about accompaniment. I found that um, accompaniment is personal. So it's something tailored specifically to the person in front of you. When Pope Francis talks about accompaniment, he often calls it an art, which I think is really interesting because he could have said a science, um, an equation, right? But he says art. And I think that's something very beautiful because it speaks to how you really tailor your approach and it's something that is a creative process um, of the person who is accompanying the other person. I also found that accompaniment is something that's oriented towards gradual growth. So accompaniment is about something. It's about the purpose of growing in faith. And when we're talking about growth in faith, that's something that's gradual. We of course have examples of saints who have instantaneous conversions, right? But for the average person, which is you know the the audience we're talking about here, this growth is very gradual. I also found that um, accompaniment right is relational. We're talking about a relationship. So it's uh, a relationship of two or more people and you're growing in relationship with one another and also with God. And then finally, I found that accompaniment is uh, something that I believe to be mutual. So when you're accompanying someone else, it's not just this sort of paternalistic relationship of, I'm going to fill this empty bucket in front of me with knowledge about our faith or I'm going to help this person. No, it's really this sense of mutual walking alongside and even being open to being shaped and formed and changed by the person you accompany. So those four characteristics were what really came out of my research And that's such a gift to be able to test those in my work at Gonzaga, because I see those pretty much every single day with the boys that I work with. I'd say first and foremost that, you know, the personal is so important because depending on what student you have in front of you, you have to take a different approach, right? So some may have a very vast knowledge of their faith and have a good command of, what it means to be Catholic. And then others are kind of just starting to explore or they know how to talk about faith in more vague terms. And then I also would say that working with teenage boys is so much fun and and a blessing, but sometimes a challenge. So I think keeping in mind that sense of gradual growth is really important because it's important, you know, when you are accompanying a student that you're keeping in mind both what they are now but also hopefully who they will be in the future Um, and so giving them space to make mistakes and understanding that they're not perfect but they're very much in process and then finally i think most of all in fact in my work i've really seen that sense of mutuality because just the formation that my students have offered to me through sharing their lives with me or the way they speak about their faith or their challenges. I've been tremendously affected and strengthened in my faith. So I think just every day I have that gift of being formed by my students too.
2: You know, it's beautiful to hear these findings. So we have the lens of accompaniment as personal, as gradual growth, as relational, as mutual. And this feels to me very lived to the life of a school and of working with students. And I think about particularly working with kids in your role, right? Especially in campus ministry. I think about what it's like to lead students on a retreat, for example, and how much we as the adults gain from that experience. I think the aspect of accompaniment being mutual really strikes me as most profound. Also, as I listen to you and as I think, as an adult in the church, it resonates to the way we walk with our own faith as well. As I listen to you as a Catholic and as someone interested in exploring issues of faith, I I think these are these are very meaningful findings. What do you think, Colleen? Was was something that that you found that you discovered that you were not expecting?
1: Um, I think that I was really not expecting to see how you can form high school students to accompany well. I just know that from my experience when just working and also being in Catholic parishes, and even when I was first writing my dissertation, I think I mostly thought about accompaniment as something adults do with other adults. Um, But I didn't really think about okay, you know, you can actually form students to accompany each other well, which um, as you were talking about just the gift of retreats, that's something that I get to see a lot in my work, which is just truly a blessing to see other students care for one one another, um, whether that's, you know, spiritually, or if they're sharing something that they have been through and to see The boys really take care of each other and continue taking care of each other after their retreat and continue walking with one another and have this really beautiful example of brotherhood and and siblinghood that we can all, you know, uh, definitely be edified by and, and influenced by. So I think that was the thing that surprised me the most is that, you know, high school students are very capable and also very gifted about implementing accompaniment in their own ministry as retreat leaders and isn't that one of the things that
2: that is so special about our work in Jesuit education and is something i think across the variety of schools across the network across you know the JSN and all the different settings and contexts that we have in it it's really something that unites us as ignatian educators what do you think from your experience, what is it about Ignatian spirituality in particular that brings these findings to life for you? Like if you had to say it fairly simply, what is it about our way of spirituality that animates these findings?
1: Yeah, I would say a couple of things. I would say the the first one being that um idea of the cura personalis, that we attend to the person that's in front of us and we we see their whole selves. And I think that's the gift of accompaniment compared to more intellectually uh shaped forms of catechesis because you have wiggle room to kind of tailor that approach to accompaniment based on the person in front of you. And um, you know how to kind of shape your your art, as Pope Francis says, based on, you know, the questions or the experiences or their identities that they have, you know, and you get to do that. I'd also say that something that is very key to our nation's spirituality and and accompaniment is um, the idea of discernment. When Pope Francis talks about accompaniment um, in a couple of different places, he talks about the importance of um, the person accompanying, being discerning about how to shape their accompaniment. And I also think, too, that we who do the work of accompaniment, we must be so discerning not only about how we carry out our accompaniment, but also discerning kind of about our own inner selves and really grow in our own self-awareness. That's another thing, too, that Pope Francis writes a lot about, that the best formation for someone who wants to accompany someone else is to first be accompanied themselves and to do the work that it takes to be good at forming relationships. So that's really what he says. And I I think that that discernment is so key to that self-awareness. And I
2: think as I, as I listen to you, uh, that it's a challenge to consider accompaniment as an art, right? And to think of it as something that can be tailored and can be creative, as you say. So that would be, as I as I learn from you here today, and as I listen to you, and as I think about the practical applications to schools and to educators that are listening to our conversation, that's that's kind of top of the list, right, in terms of the challenges that we all can have moving forward. Now, having lived in the halls of our schools for a while uh, now at this point in your career, um, how would you encourage schools to utilize these findings?
1: I think that's a great question. And I think that our schools can ask the question Is every single person, whether that's a staff member, a faculty member, a student, a parent, a coach, an alum, are all of these people being accompanied? in some way and how do we build a culture of accompaniment in our school so does that look like having certain events or certain organizations or groups within the school to make sure that everyone has a personal encounter with somebody else so we are all part of this community together and we all have have those opportunities to build those relationships with one another or is that you know looking out for students who transfer into our schools, who may not be plugged in yet to our our networks? Or is that maybe accompanying a student who maybe is more into sports than they are campus ministry, but they want to give retreat leadership a try, right? Like how, what does accompaniment look like for that person? Um, So I think just asking that question, could we honestly say that every person in our school can experience accompaniment in, in some form or another? And
2: this focus really on inclusion, right? That it is, it's so much in the air and, and so much we hope valued across the various school settings. So so to remember that this idea of formation and accompaniment, it's really connected in there. Of course, also connected is the reminder of the importance of the the personal encounter and the personal invitation, as many folks would say. So Colleen, what what comes next for you? Uh, What are your hopes about Jesuit educators building on this research? Like what comes next? Where is the challenge for us?
1: Um, I think, um, I know in my work, and then I also hope in, in other schools as well, I know that um, I want to very intentionally continue to form students to accompany one another, because at the end of the day, those are the people that the students, that other students interact with the most, right, as is, is students. And so I think, how can we help students learn good relationship-building skills, good knowledge and practice and awareness of inclusion, as well as, as you were saying, that's extremely important to building a good culture of accompaniment. And I think just continuing you know, letting the Cura Personalis, this idea really inform our work and our practice of accompaniment and learning about the different ways that we can accompany the students and the staff and the parents and the alumni of our schools. How can we shape our art of accompaniment to uh, best serve them in, in their growth and their life?
2: You know the conversations around many schools and in many locations across the JSN. There's there's a lot of talk about our roles as educators, as schools, in forming students and in the catholicity of our student body and and what it is when they come to us and and, uh, in, and join our communities and then when they leave and you know what's our our role and responsibility with faith building in between those times and those years. I think your research gives us a language to think about that, um, and I, I I really do find it inspiring, Colleen. Your your passion about formation it's evident. You know, I can feel it uh, as I read your work, and you you were I think even in this conversation, which is you know it's a small fraction of a of a bigger picture of work, but you're really able to take a big topic, for lack of a better way of saying it. And make it feel lived and make it feel real life uh, to our work and in and supporting and, and caring for students and, and for ourselves and our schools, uh, for ourselves as faculty members and leaders. So, so I thank you for sharing it with us.
1: Of course, thank you.
2: I also have to say it's a it's a true joy to hear a female voice, a, a young female voice around this topic. Uh, that is so important within the church. I I really value that. It was something that that feels important uh, and, and a nice way to conclude here.
1: Absolutely, yes, thank you.
2: Now I wanna end with a quote from Pope Francis, which I thought would be a, a fine place here to kind of wrap up. I, I think he, of course, is the person who inspired your research. Mm-hmm. And the quote that you have in your study is this, dear young people, My joyful hope is to see you keep running the race before you, outstripping all those who are slow or fearful. May the Holy Spirit urge you on as you run this race. The church needs your momentum, your intuitions, your faith. We need them. And when you arrive where we have not yet reached, have the patience to wait for us. I appreciated that uh, so much. you know, Kristen and I are both marathon runners, so perhaps that's the idea of running the race that feels so connected. um but but again, it's it's this sense and this spirit that feels very real of gradual growth. I like that. I like that point of this conversation. so so thank you again.
1: Absolutely. I really. That quote just really resonates with me just because I know there's a tendency in the church and, and I think in other areas of life too, to say things like, We've always done it this way. And I think accompaniment is is definitely a direct confrontation of that because we, yes, we have done accompaniment always, right? But we haven't done it in this way. We haven't um, you know, challenged this, this more like textbook intellectual way of faith formation that. I think we've we kind of have fallen into a habit with at least in the United States. And so for me, just this quote, I think, always encourages me to to seek the things that that challenge the status quo and and um, help us really get to the heart of what we're trying to do with uh, forming our students or our faculty or staff or parents, alumni. um, We're really trying to help people become who, who God created them to be. Well, I think that's
2: part of, if I had to say in a nutshell, the part of your your research that I've appreciated the most, uh, it's that this applies very much to every adult in the building of our schools and around the building of our schools. You know, it isn't just the job or the task or the role of the mission formation folks or the only the campus ministry people. It's it's really the science teacher and the math teacher and the academic advisor and the support staff, it's everyone. And I think your approach to this very big topic, it drives that point home. So I'm grateful to have the chance to share this work with the Jesuit Schools Network. I should note that we have your research posted uh, in our Practitioner Research Library on the inquiry page of our JSN website. So it's there and available for those folks that want more. And I look forward to figuring out how we can all continue to explore this conversation because we have a lot of work to do. Um, So it's really terrific. Thank you, Colleen.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ignatian Inquiry Podcast. Dr. Colleen Cartunis's contact information and dissertation can be found on JSN's website at www.jesuitschoolsnetwork.org slash ignatian-inquiry-podcast. The Ignatian Inquiry podcast is hosted by Kristen Smith and Dr. Kristen ross Cully. This episode was recorded, edited, and produced by Kristen Smith and directed by Dr. Kristen ross Cully. To learn more about the Jesuit Schools Network, please visit www.jesuitschoolsnetwork.org. Stay curious and set the world on fire.